And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Glover's Cast, the 308th episode. This one always dedicated to table topping Yeovertown Football Club, who welcome Bath City tomorrow as you're listening to Hewish Park in the return leg of a Somerset derby, the first in quite a long time at Hewish Park. So that's exciting. I think we're going to call this one a derby. Um here to talk about that and the week that was is Mr. Ben Barrett. Hello. Happy New Year. How are you doing? Are you well? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, we talk all the time, but for those who've we've not recorded for what feels like an eternity, and it is a new year. It was 2023 last time we recorded. And I was 35. That's no longer the case. Oh. Bad times. Bad times, my friends. Just gets... One-year contract extensions now, Ben. <laughs> it's kind of all you. Do. It's kind of all you get. Uh, God knows what they give this man, Dave Coates. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm just going to say, I don't think I get. I think I'm game to game. That's it. Depending on fitness. Rolling got... month to month. <laughs> yeah. Have you got a testimonial yet? No, no, I haven't had one. So no, no, no one wants to play. I don't know who they play against. So uh, I'd have to have to set up another side. Maybe I should establish a committee. Um, we can play a Howard Farrington eleven or something like that. Just Howard Farrington in all the positions. Once we get the cloning technology worked, we'll do it. A lot of goals in that team. There'll be a lot of goals in that team from all all positions. Yeah. How it was your new year, Dave? My new year, uh, my my new year, uh, well, New Year's Eve, I should say, um, involved aquaplaning up the M6. So uh, I hung around in uh, in 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 Somerset, um, uh, despite the fact that the waters were rising all around me. So yeah, I had a good. Uh, I don't know what do you call that? Uh, is it betwixtmas or something like that? That bit between Christmas and New Year? Do they call it? is that betwixtmas? Mm, no, nope. it's now. It is now. I've, I've, that's what I've heard it called. So yeah, no, it was a nice, a nice betwixtmas. I uh, I walked every inch of the uh, of the village that I I grew up in, despite the fact that it was very muddy on some uh, some parts of it. So I think I brought most of it back with me on my uh, on my train. This, but there we go. Oh, some nostalgic mud. Some nostalgic mud, indeed. Yes. <laughs> How was your New Year's Eve? Nice. Yeah, good. Fine. Stayed up late. Watched fireworks. Happy days. I didn't. I was in bed by about 10. Were you? Did you, did yeah, you wake I, up? I did notice time? how you didn't reply. You didn't reply to the Happy New Year messages. Yeah. At the time. Out for the count. <laughs> didn't even see the New Year, no? No, nah, just another day. It. Just another day, mate. Well, there you go. This is what happens when you're on year-to-year contracts. You know, you can't, <laughs> can't have a break. I think, I think it probably stems from the fact that my birthday's so early in January that I've never been bothered by New Year. 
because the greatest day of the year is just two days further down the line. That is the first, uh, <laughs> the, the, the coming. Well, there oh, we the go. greatest day of the year. Yes, though, no, I've been disappointed New Year's Eve and the, the game was off, but I think, I mean, we could have called it a couple of days before, I think, because the rain has been relentless. It still is, as we were talking, it is absolutely bucketing it down outside and has been since about midday today. Um, what that means for, I don't know what that means for football in Taunton on Tuesday, but uh, and I'd like to think we're okay for Saturday, but it's going to clear up um, overnight. It's just all the surrounding areas and the flooding that's going to be the problem getting to football, I think. But yeah, I think a shame that everyone was a bit excited for that return after the 4-1 on Boxing Day. Um, felt like a nice little game, a bit of momentum as well. And Taunton obviously deep in the doo-doo um, at the moment. It's, uh, yeah, a shame, but we don't have to wait too long. And plus for me is that I've now got a ticket for the game. So happy days. And I haven't got one. Happy Dave. (laughs) Yeah, that's my, uh, near to being a ticket tout as I'm going to get, I think. Yeah. Didn't, didn't make much of a profit on it though. I don't going to say, what was your markup? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I paid his petrol back. (laughs) (laughs) You bloody didn't, mate. I tell you. Uh, if uh, I'd need a very fuel economical car, although I, I think the the aquaplaning that I did somewhere around Stoke on Trent probably, you know, probably fuel efficient, fuel efficient aquaplaning, I would think. But yeah, when you're going past an articulated lorry which is also aquaplaning, that's not as much fun, I don't think. But uh, there we go. I'm still alive. <laughs> please drive safely out there, kids. Yeah, please do. Not kids, though. I don't think kids should be driving, particularly, depending on what your definition of a kid is. If they can be World Darts finalists, they can drive cars. <sighs> Bloody darts. Actually, they can't. That's true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, on, on that point, I would just like to say that dictionary definition is a sport, so not a lot you can do about it. Dave definition is not a sport. I'm it with Mark that. Cooper. I am with Mark Cooper 100%. The dictionary can do one. No, nope. it's a sport. It has everything that it requires to be a sport. Yeah. If you can, yeah. I'm with, I'm with Dave and Mark Cooper on the on Unbelievable. This. It has, I'm it has a physical element. It has a team or individual element. There's a world governing body. There's a world title. Um, there is it, it, everything. Everything it fits. It's a sport. If if you're saying darts is quiz a sport, um, so that doesn't can have be the, a team that can be individual. The, there is no, a world championship, the Glover's Cast World Championship. Who's the governing body? Dave Coates. Ian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you say that darts isn't a sport, then you have to also eliminate both javelin and uh, archery because just the pointy bits are a bit bigger. That's all it is. If the only reason you sweat is because your BMI is off the scale, then I don't think it's a sport. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It's a pastime. Yeah. M. Cooper, 2024, spot on. If your diet is a doner kebab. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a, every, every match it was, oh, what are you going to do? I'm going to get a doner kebab. So, uh, yeah. It also says you get some vapes. I thought you had to be 18 to vape. Maybe, yeah. I think you, I think you do, but um, but yeah, 
I mean, very well done to him. Uh, I do feel a bit for the other guy whose name I can't remember, except he's got the same name, first same first name at least. But um, yeah, no, it's 16. What was I doing at 16? Watching England go out of Euro 96 and on penalties at 16, I was. Wow. Yeah. Uh, as he knows, that was in, what time was that in? Was that that one? 1996. It was yeah, Euro 96, yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't quite 16 then. I'd have been 15 going on 16. So, on, for si- what... so, so for 16, you'd have seen us win Le Tournoi in France. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. That was that. How did I forget that? <laughs> that memorable <laughs> tournament, yeah. Um, yeah. What were you doing at 16, Ian? I don't know. Probably going to gigs at the ski lodge. The ski lodge, blimey. That's a throwback, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I think I would have been doing that. I don't think the orange box had opened at that point. So, yeah, gigs at the ski lodge. Yeah, and Ben, um, you were presumably, uh, you know, similarly going to gigs at the ski lodge, I'd have thought, you know, being that, the big indie boy that you were, indie kid. Absolutely not, no. I was playing and refereeing and coaching football at anywhere level in Ilminster and the surrounding areas. Yeah, okay. Well, there we go. Our differing paths in life, eh? There you go. They all led this point now <laughs> exactly in 2024 <laughs> anyway um, yeah. um how do we get that it's been a, a bit been a bit of a taunton related week um oh. with a bit of uh seaside seagull brothers in betwixt us with um See, the return on. of mal catching on <laughs> the return of mal from taunton yeah. uh to the immediate departure of mal <laughs> to the dorset South Coast. Um, that was a quick, a quick return and <laughs> departure. I presume he's still going to be training with us, though, in the same way that he was, because Weymouth are part time too. I think, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. So I don't think much changes. I mean, he may even be able to sneak on with a Taunton shirt, and so they don't have to ever um, give him a Weymouth one. I think Taunton probably can't afford to give away too many shirts, can they? I don't think, but. Well, if it's got Linton on the back, they can't use it again, can they? Well, no, they probably scrape it off. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. But, um, yeah, were you were you surprised to see him go out? Because uh, I had several conversations in whatever it was, like the thirty-seven seconds that he was uh, he was back with us about. Oh, actually, he could be. Yeah, you know, he, he certainly brings something different to our our forward line. Did, I I would personally have preferred. I don't know about prefer, but I would have seen more value in sending Alex Fisher out on loan, um, who is unlikely to get game time in exactly the same way as Malachi Linton is, um, and keeping Mal, and even if it was just for a month or, or so, and then sending him somewhere else. What do you think? I wasn't uh, particularly surprised. A couple of reasons. Number one, the article said he's going to go back out on loan. Um and number two, he didn't suggest it was going to be that quick, did it? He? he said we will whilst we look for opportunities or something like that, didn't I? Yeah, I think that was just a polite way of saying. I mean, Cooper touched on it today. He said, "I'm surprised he hasn't got more game time, considering how poorly they've been doing." Yeah, I think that was pretty damning, if you ask me. Um, so I think we pulled him out to 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 deliberately put himself elsewhere. I think he's better than Weymouth, um, and. The, the move to another struggler maybe surprises me 
Um, I thought, I mean, I thought he could have gone somewhere slightly more competitive, for want of a better word. I'm not quite sure where, but I just felt Boreham like... Wood. Boreham Wood, maybe. Yeah, fine. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I just don't feel like... Like who 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 benefits other than him personally? Don't know. Weymouth. Way, Weymouth. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, do they? Because the rest of their teams naff too. So well, I'm I'm not sure. I he's he's better than that. He was probably better than Taunton. Hence the reason they were a bit snotty about him not playing a lot of football. I think he's probably better than Weymouth. He could have gone up. I mean, yeah, somewhere mid table or. Or even close to the playoffs. A player you don't think you should be playing for us, Ben. You rate him quite highly, don't you? I rate him higher than I rate Taunton and Weymouth in terms of teams. Yeah, I do. But 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 not highly enough that you think he should be in our first team squad. It doesn't get in over Murphy. No. Simple as that. No. And but, uh, but is that is that is that what it is? Is it if you don't get ahead of Reese Murphy, then you you're, you're well not because enough. he's not Jake Hyde, he's not Newblay, he's not Fisher. The different players, different types of players. Um, yeah. If he was coming in to be challenging Jordan Youngs and stuff, then fine. But then, as I'm sure we're about to get on to, we then signed another one. So yep. that tells you everything about his pecking order. Do you not think? Do you not think though that Alex Fisher is more like the players we have there at the moment, and Malachi Linton probably brings something a bit more different, a bit more physicality and directness and and you've got to say what was it i was looking at the stats was it like 11 games and three goals and i know one of them was in the somerset men's premier cup wasn't it but based on what i've seen as a goal scorer personally i would have thought alex fisher would would um, gain more from going out on loan and malachi linton would gain more from staying in the team alex fisher's got a better chance of getting into our team than Linton does. Okay. I don't understand why, but because anyway, of the, because of the way we play, because of the way we play, he's not getting in, in the Murphy role because Murphy's there. And when Murphy isn't playing, we change tactics and we do things differently. So we'd have to go up against Jordan Young, Will Dawes, John Stevens, eventually. And now of course, Dylan Thomas. Um, there's an argument. Uh, yep. Um, didn't I, I said Thomas, didn't I? Yeah, I meant Morgan. Um, He's a poet. Ar- he doesn't know it. I know. There's an argument. They both could have got. They both could go out on loan. I don't think it's an either or situation. Is the point I'm very badly made. Okay, I still don't understand why we we, we won't keep him. But there we go. We'll. Uh... I mean, I think I think obviously he trains with us every week, and mm. Mark Cooper yeah. will see a lot of him anyway. But I'm, I don't know. I think. Part of it is he's really likable and I'd really like to see him play for Yeovil and do really well for Yeovil. But yeah, the, the, there are, are other players in that team that will get ahead of him. I mean, you could maybe try and shove him out wide and see what he does in a wide area because he's, you know, he's quite physical, he's quite pacey. But like Ben says, with a new player in and Stevens back at the end of the month or starting to train again at the end of the month. I mean, I'm more thinking of him coming off the bench. He seems like a player who could come off the bench and make an impact in a different way to Jake Hyde or in a different who who has been the players come off the bench in a different way to Alex Fisher. Um, And I'd probably say, I think Fisher 
needs the games, which he's not going to get for exactly the reasons mm. that you're mentioning there. Um, probably more than Malachi Linton does, but like you say, Mark, you know, that's the reason why Mark Cooper's a manager and we're not. So he is paid to make those decisions and uh, we can't really argue with what he's doing this season. I mean, I don't disagree with any of the points, any of the points you've made, Dave. (laughs) I I just, I just, it's one of them things, isn't it? It's just, don't feel like it's meant to be really. Okay. Right. I'll carry on then. Well, Ben's done the teaser for the signing that came out today. A nice shot of uh, Penmill Station and a train arriving. We didn't see Dylan Morgan step off of the train. How do you get from Taunton to Penmill? Castle Carey, you have to change out or something like that, I think. I'm sure there's no direct train because the <laughs> Pen Mill goes to Bristol one way and some unmentionable place the other way, doesn't it? I don't think it goes to Taunton. Yes. Maybe maybe change to Castle Carey. That would have been a lot to fit into a video, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because Taunton goes to Paddington. Uh, um, uh, Taunton goes uh, actually go, goes to Exeter one way and um, Birmingham the other way. That line. There's also one that goes to Paddington as well. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So you've got a choice. Um, you can... But anyway, enough about the trains. <laughs> change at Castle Carey, uh, or you can make a double change. Okay, go, go on. Go all the way down to Exeter St. David's and come back again. Yeah, which, which is what, what I think some of our supporters did uh, on uh, on New Year's Eve and then ended up staying in Exeter, which probably wasn't a bad decision in the long run, I would have thought. But, hmm. Yeah. Um, any more uh, rail scheduling you can get in there, Ben, for the train spotters amongst us? I don't think so. No. Good, because no. there's no train spotters amongst us. So, <laughs> uh, but yes, Dylan Morgan, Dylan Thomas, whatever mm. his name is. <laughs> Both Welsh-sounding names. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, he's 21, isn't he? Scored a few goals from midfield for them over two seasons. Was it Swansea, am I right in saying, as well? Was, uh, yeah, started out at... Uh, Forest Green? Yeah, Forest Green is somewhere else. There was somewhere else before Forest Green. But, um, but yeah, so started out, started out in the youth setup at a high-level club and then and then signed for Swansea. So, I mean, they've got some decent players coming out of there, haven't they? If you, you get signed into the youth setup there for a year, then can't be too bad. They're always footballers, aren't they? Like technical passes and that kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah. And I think that's a, it, it's kind of been teased, hasn't it? Uh, the Taunton manager after the Boxing Day game talked about Morgan's absence. And yeah, a few days later, here he is. Um, yeah, an exciting sign. I don't, can't say I know very much about him. Um, didn't do either Taunton game last season when um, we played them in the FA Cup. So, but yeah, you know, Mark Cooper talked about the the data and the analytics and the stats and said he was up there numbers wise for their very special metric up there with um, Jordan Young and Jordan Thomas as well. He mentioned, didn't he, as well the. Uh, the one we all like from Bath City, um, which I thought was an interesting name drop. But yeah, I mean, can't complain how the recruitment's gone at all this season, really, with what we've brought in. And I, I mean, I do feel for Taunton because 
I mean, they're losing players left, right and centre now. Um, and I think it, it seems like a bit of a case. Not too dissimilar to what happened when we got to the championship and it all went a bit wrong. It's almost that progression. They've gone up to a level that's not really sustainable for a club their size. Yeah. We're now able to pick up players that have gone there because of the level they've reached who are now coming our way, which... Is and good. because because you'd think this... I mean, this deal is till summer 26. So you'd think this deal has got next season in mind, whether we've got a successful this season or, or not. You'd think that they're not just doing that on metrics and stuff for the National League South. They're probably thinking National League Premier. For for him, for Falston, for Wannell, whoever else it may be, um, I, I like that. It was a really interesting little sort of mini little bit of the conversation actually with Mark Cooper, where he says about the analysts, and he says how we've got we've got our algorithms that we want. Here's how we want, and here's what we've got want for a left back, and here's how we want for midfielders, and here's what we want for attackers, and we rank players and we put them all up, and then. If opportunities come around, we try and jump. And obviously, Taunton's situation has meant that there's an opportunity there to go and get a player that ranks highly for us. Um, the fact that he's coming into a dressing room with people he knows, he's coming into a dressing room at a level he knows, you've got a level of familiarity about it all. I think that probably gives him, as opposed to, say, going up to the National League Premier straight away with a club that he's got no connection to, no players in the dressing room he knows, whatever it may be, it feels like a very natural move for him, the player, to come in, feel at home, couple of faces he knows already, players that he's played with. Um, it's a deal that I like, and I think it's quite a shrewd deal because you only need one of these to go on and be worth half a million in two, three, four years' time, and suddenly you've you've really earned... You know what I mean? Like that's it's that sell-on yeah. fee that we still have to be aware of, and whether that becomes Jordan Young costing us five quid in a packet of crisps from Chippenham and goes on to be worth something, or one or, or Falston or whoever. I like that we're thinking like that. So it's a yeah. it's a deal that I like. I like how it's come about, and I think it fits really nicely. Young players, long contracts with. Uh future in mind and like you said the the like the Wannell and Falston like connection as well from their time at Taunton is mm. yeah there's like a natural fit so yeah and yeah hopefully I think Mark Cooper said he should be in this squad for the game tomorrow so hopefully we'll get a bit of a sight of him and see what he's about some nice yeah. goals on the uh He's a, he's a YouTube scout's dream. Package. Yeah, he's a YouTube scout's dream. Um, yeah, I found one. I was looking for a screenshot on YouTube to use as a picture. I found one. He scored for Swansea under twenty threes in a game against Exeter, and it's only when you go and look at them all, they're all very similar. Pick the ball up five ten yards away from the corner of an eighteen yard box, drop a shoulder, come inside far corner. So many goals are the same. He scored one um, against us in the SNPC. Exactly the same. Picks the ball up, edge of the area, drops the shoulder, far corner. I think it's got a bit of the Jordan Youngs about him. Now, whether that means he's in going to be 
pushing Jordan Young specifically, or whether that means he's going to be on the opposite wing to Jordan Young and have them both come in and both go and run at players and all the rest of it. We'll have to wait and see. I, I'm hoping it's not because the phone's already started ringing for Jordan Young and he's a long-term replacement, but I think it's it's you can see how the signing fits. You can see where it sits in the formation, in the tactics. Yeah, like it. I wonder if it's that I wonder if it's the left hand side. Obviously, like Dawes got a knock against Taunton and came off. <clears throat> I think, yeah, I you're not gonna break up Frank Nubler and Reese Murphy too much. No. Um and probably not gonna break up Young and Smith either. Smith, yeah. Yeah. Um obviously we we've added senior on loan, but perhaps that you know speculation but you know perhaps that leads to his loan deal just lasting the month as well would be yeah all of uh all we plates. we keep senior for the next month until stevens is back and then you've got your complete four then of morgan Dawes, stevens young two people each positions yeah no, maybe mm. do you throw Exciting. him in tomorrow from, do you, would you throw him in tomorrow from the start would you bring him off the bench for for senior, who's done nothing wrong, by the way, in his three or four games? I don't think so. Um, I, think, I, I, I think I think like you say, senior's got to got to play. Uh, what what is he is he left side? Uh, Morgan. I I think he well, I think he's anywhere, and I think but I think we'll use him left side yeah. because we don't want to break up Jordan Young on the other side. I think he can do either. I really do. I mean, the other thing is Falston's back as well now, isn't he? Um, who could play mm. more? Uh, well, I don't know. He can play further forward in a um, on on the left side. Mm. Don't know, but I mean, again, it feels like we've got lots of good options, doesn't it? And that's with yeah. uh, you know Jordan Stevens. He gave a very specific date that he was coming back, wasn't it? The twenty seventh <laughs> of January, about three eighteen p.m. I think. <laughs> yeah, he would be there. Yeah. Yeah. I think Alex Whittle will feel hard done by if Jay Volston comes straight in at left back. Well, no, the... no, no, but I don't mean a left back. I mean in a in a more you mean further forward, yeah. Possibly, possibly. Then, yeah. Then what do you do? Sure. Yeah. Options. Options. I, options. All I over wonder, the place. It was alluded to, Mark Cooper said you've got these two games before another break. Yeah. I wonder if because Falston can't play Taunton, you play Falston against Bath. Whittle against Taunton, they both play 90 minutes instead of 180 and then have a nice long break and come back into it absolutely fresh for that for that February run into into Easter that does get a little bit busy. So I wouldn't be surprised if Forston came back in at left back and Whittle sat this one out knowing that Whittle was going to play Tuesday. Nice. Well, we'll find out at about two o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Five past two. Where we'll all be wrong, no yes. doubt. Yeah. <laughs> either that or John uh, either that or John Stevens will appear on the team sheet again <laughs> too soon too... oh no it's you it's okay yeah it's fine yeah, yeah Ben made the joke this time right? yeah, yeah it's fine <laughs> that's how you know I'm actually over it because I cracked the joke it's fine okay. uh, the other name that popped up was um, Scott Pollock <laughs> who has been a bit active on the socials um, making it clear he's training and about um at Yeovil and Mark Cooper actually brought him up didn't he when they were talking about outgoings and said how uh he's 
going to be training for a couple of weeks and then they'll look to get him some games somewhere. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's it, it's a tricky one with Pollock, isn't it? Because all the all the sort of narrative around him is signed by the Uglers, uh, wasn't wanted by Mark Cooper and, you know, get him out, get him gone and that sort of thing. But, you know, towards the end of the season, he was one of the players that did come in who actually looked like he had something about him and, and you know, was a, a willing runner and, you know, ultimately got injured putting his body on the line when he wasn't fully fit for the club. <laughs> um, So I, I, I don't know. I, it's, I'm a bit conflicted on this one because I, I wouldn't begrudge seeing him come back into the fold. You know, if we, if he's got a contract that we've got to pay him for and we can't move him on, what's the point in <laughs> not having him be a part of things? Um, if circumstances were different, he would he would inevitably be a player, wouldn't he? Because, like you say, there yeah. is, is a very good player there, um, and you know you don't have the kind of career he's had without being a decent player. I, I just it's just all the other baggage, and whether we can we collectively the 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 club, you know the the way that the um, Mark Cooper talks about. Not necessarily him, but what comes with him, I think. Like you say, it was immediately signed by the other regime on different data, that kind of thing. You just get the sense that there's some kind of... But equally, I'm sure, you know, to the point that you made about Malachi Linton, if he sees Scott Pollock coming in training and do amazing things, I can't believe that he's going to say, oh, we'll let him go to wherever it is on, on, on loan. I mean, I'd have... Yeah. I'd have thought that he could play in a nationally premier um, uh, side. I mean, we said about, uh, uh, you know, we've seen Josh Thornton go to a nationally premier side. Sorry, Ben. But um, so it's obvious that we've got players who are good people, other nationally premier teams think are good enough. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if Scott Pollock was uh, one of those, JMD, another one who's gone into the nationally premier. So I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. And then you do look at it and think, well, if he's good enough for there, why is he not good enough for us? But there's lots of other factors that come into it other than just he's a good player, isn't it? Mark Cooper got rid of Josh Thornton because he didn't want the distraction in the dressing room. Can't tell me that Scott Pollock's not going to be a, a distraction in the dressing right. room if he turns up and starts going again. Yeah, to, to, to Ian's point, though, at the end of last season, I would say that um, uh, Rio Griffiths and Xander Sadiba I always got the sense, and he's based on nothing more than seeing him play and seeing the other players around him. There definitely felt like a distance between Griffiths and Zaziba. I don't think there that was there with Pollock when I saw him play at the end of last season. No, I, I, he... plus I'm not. I'm not sure. There's. He's not been around to be a distraction because he's been rehabbing and had an operation. And it's it is a different scenario to whatever's gone on with Josh Staunton because I you know reading between the lines clearly there was a player they wanted to play who wasn't going to get to play and that was uh, and was very present club captain you know the face of the club towards the end of last season. I don't know. It's it's a different, a very different situation. But 
for if, me, if the player gets fit and can, you know, do something, I think, imagine you've got four centre midfielders in Pollock, Sonny, Worthy and Cooper. You've also got hours there as well, but, you know, Pollock can be that one further up if you want, if you need him. I don't know. It's, you know, we don't know the ins and outs of the whole situation, but. For me, there's, for me, there's two hurdles. It feels like he's not a Mark Cooper player and thus means he's not going to play. End of, you know, simple as that. If Mark Cooper would sit around and go, actually, okay, fine. Let's, let's try and make it work. It then falls on the leaders within the dressing room to reintegrate him back in because we don't know what the back end of last season was truly like, you know, documentary or not. We, we don't get absolutely everything. If at the back end of last season, he was seen by leaders and experienced players as someone who wasn't really giving everything and trying his best and all the rest of it, then actually bringing him in would be too much of a distraction. So there's two hurdles to get over there. First one's the manager. Does the manager want him? If the answer is no, nothing else matters. If the manager says, okay, I'm willing to open this door because we're paying this dude a chunk of cash every week. Do you want to come and do it? He says, yes. Then the leaders within the team have to turn around and go, this is how we're going to get you back in. This is how we're going to reintegrate you. Treat you like a new signing, almost. Completely wipe a slate clean if there's anything on the slate. It's just all a bit messy. And for me... With the exception I... of Matt Worthington, uh, are our leaders and senior players the same this season as they were last season? Which is why I say you almost treat him like a new signing. Mm. And you and you do, and you then just but say... I wonder whether that baggage therefore doesn't exist quite so overtly. Quite possibly. And only Matt Worthington and Morgan Williams and a couple of others will, will probably know the answer to that. Um, and that's fine. Um, yeah, if he's a player that is on is on money that we could do with being freed up, then and there's someone else willing to pay it, I'm not going to lose sleep if Scott Pollock doesn't play for us any at all. I'm not at all. And I know that's harsh on the lad because it's probably very little of it has been his fault, but I'm of the opinion we're doing just fine. And we're clearly got a, we've clearly got a very, um, what's the word? Succinct strategy for getting people in. We are getting people in based on this algorithm, this set of data, these numbers from this source, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He doesn't fit in that. He might be brilliant. He might be, and he might go and be brilliant for someone else. But if he doesn't fit that metric, he doesn't fit that style, I just don't see a future for him. And we're 10 points clear at the top of this league, so I'm I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Seven points at the moment. But... Sorry, yeah, game and Sorry, yeah. He's adding them on already. Look at that, there's confidence for you. Hey, it's Rich you talking about points and uh... <laughs> uh, the, the 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 points i've uh, i've never got is my shit maths that's always been a problem i think <laughs> that's I why said. you wouldn't make a good darts player dave no i wouldn't you're not fat enough either <laughs> there we uh, go. anything else to talk about before we go into the bath game i think so i mean we didn't talk about josh staunton popping up at Boreham Wood on, there was that New Year's Eve, I think he signed, didn't he? Came off the bench. Yep. Nice pitch at Boreham Wood. Should be all right on that one. It's one of them hybrid jobbies, isn't it? I don't know. 
I think it's a hybrid. Like it's, it's so like... good, everyone thinks it's plastic. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of people yeah. said, "Oh, I didn't think you could play on a plastic pitch." It's like yeah. the least plastic of plastic pitches, I think. It's, it's yeah. literally yeah, a carpet, a... isn't it? It's an Arsenal ladies' pitch. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. I think I think Arsenal. We were there for the final day of last season, and I remember standing on it and thinking, "This is good." So for the end of the season, this is perfect. Yeah. yeah. Your knees are all right on it. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Um, Bath City, well, Jerry Gill's Bath City. Yeah. Yeah. No Glover's Pass to drop pre-Bath City that are related to Bath City, but we did obviously have Francois on um, Wednesday, if you've not listened to that one. Um, but yeah, Bath, let's go. Jordan Thomas got hauled off on their New Year's Day game. Either injured or not having a very good game, I think, was the what we were yeah. told. Well, not to not to give too much away, but I've obviously had a chat with Mark, who is literally does everything media-wise at Bath City. He does the only paper, he does the, the Bath Live, he does match day announcing, he does Bath City Radio, you name it, he does it. Um, and I asked him about um, about Jordan uh, Thomas, and, and he was saying he fully expects him to be an EFL player next season. Um, he's that, that kind of good. Um, so... Cool. But but we're not getting promoted into the EFL. Well, he made a, a <laughs> funny little aside about that, which I will I will, will not spoil. But um, but yeah. So I think he um he said that there there've been quite a number of scouts into Bristol City had been watching him quite closely. Um, well, I I'd be amazed if he was good enough to go into the championship. But uh, certainly you could you could see a um. Newport or someone, someone, someone like that in the sort of mid to lower region. Exeter, Exeter, yeah, yeah, that kind of, that kind of, yeah, there'll be a League Two club by next season, I would have thought. So, um, uh, so yeah, uh, but he was saying yeah, he'd been sensational for him, and you were there, Ian, weren't you at Twerton Park? And he obviously uh, caused us all kinds of bother, didn't he? Yeah, I think everyone came out of that game thinking, oh, he was very good, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> We yeah. were lucky he didn't do something. <laughs> yeah. Despite the um, fact that if you'd have, uh, before the game, before that game, I'd have said, blooming hell, Scott Wilson, who's been scoring yeah. goals for fun, is the one to watch. Cody um, Cook. And yeah. you and Clark as well. Yeah. 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 Make no bones about it. They're a cracking team. Oh. No, they are a good side. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think it'll be a different performance from us compared to the away game, because we just played Wrexham. Mm. We stuck with the three and wing backs, but changed it in the middle of the first half. I think I think ever since that game, we've kind of gone for the two in midfield. And I'd like to see us, yeah, continue with that. I mean, Mark Cooper sort of referred to it today, didn't he, and said that sort of the three in between, the three in front of the midfield are allowed to... Um, you know, that's those attacking areas. Um, so I think hopefully we'll go back to the pair in midfield again, like we did against Taunton and perform how we did against Taunton and really actually show that, you know, Bath are a good team, but we're an even better team than that 1-0 scrappy away win proved. I think it represents an opportunity to basically turn the rest of the league off. If we go and if, and it's a big if, because I think Bath are a cracking team, 
if we were to statement win, like we did against Taunton, I think the rest of the league would start to go, we're probably only playing for second. It's that kind of a performance that it can offer. Obviously, it doesn't actually do anything. It's still the same three points that just edges us closer to where we want to be. Um, I would it, it, it would be perfect for us to 4-1 it, to absolutely blow them out of the water. I don't think we will. I think we'll pay them the respect that they are due because of Wilson and Cook and Thomas and Clark and the players that they have that make life difficult for teams. And they don't concede many goals. They don't. Nil-nil. They conceded one against Chippenham. They scored four against Welling without conceding. Nil-nil against Dover. They beat Borenwood to nil in the trophy. Um, since we beat them, they conceded one goal, basically. I don't see it being a thrashing. If it was, like I say, rest of the, the rest of the league would say, well, there's no point trying. So the one thing I say about that, which Mark mentioned as well, was all those results you've just reeled off there were with Will Buse in goal. Uh, and he was very complimentary of Will Buse and said he'd mm. been excellent for, for them um, and a really important um, player. I think he was, although he didn't say it, I think he was less convinced by Slav Hook. Uh, I'll say it? it. He was awful against us. Yeah. I, it was really frustrating that we didn't put more pressure on him. Well, I was going to say, that is one thing, wouldn't you? You, you, you think we talked about fast starts. Mm-hmm. Get into him. Get Frank clattering him at a corner or something like that. You know, get get into him quickly. Test him with, 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 with lots of shots. And I, I think he will go down like a, uh, like a sack of something. When your defenders start, when your defenders start taking your goal kicks for you as well, mm. that's when you know yeah. there's. <laughs> and there's I, has he been training with them, or is he no, just on loan from Dorking as yeah. a technicality? Yeah, yeah, yes, he he, he's been training with Dorking, uh, and um, he basically doesn't really see much except for sitting on the bench um, in uh, in league or being around on match days. Uh, so yeah, and he. he Again, Mark was talking about the relationship that you can tell is formed between Will Buse and his his defence, and that just doesn't exist because they don't really know the guy. So that feels like a real weakness that we should exploit. And I'm sure we're not telling anyone at Hughes Park anything they're not aware of. But um, like you said, Ben, in that game from what we saw of the highlights, and Ian will maybe tell us better because he was there. It didn't really feel like we 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 did a great deal. Probably because we had a lot of other things to deal with that mm. night as well, didn't we? Well, it was, it was a Tuesday night, wasn't it? So we watched on the stream. Yeah. Once the stream had sorted oh, itself it was, out. Yeah. I was, um, it was I a Wednesday that. night. It was, it was a, a Wednesday night, wasn't yes. it? Because it got moved controversially. Well, I was oh, in Qatar. Yes. You were in Qatar. Um, so, Gattar, yeah. Ben. It's Qatar. 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 Yeah, that's how they pronounce it with a G. Qatar. Hmm? There you go. Are you Good called goats now? Yes, David Goats. <laughs> Keep bleating on about it. Yay! <laughs> oh no, I'm just like that. Stand up if you're not the goat. No. Um, goat? No, no, I'm not the goat. Not the goat. Back to bath. Back to bath. Um, yes, I would like to see us come out at a million miles an hour. There was a part of me because I I agreed entirely with you what you were saying about getting him clattered early, and there's a part of me that, that immediately thought that's a Jake Hyde thing. But I don't think I can start Jake Hyde. I think we have to do this dynamic three in behind Murphy and and have probably Senior, 
or Morgan, Nuble and Young and just say that to the three of them, go nuts, go do what you like, move around and attack and get at them early. But I would, yeah, I'd love to see us get a couple of shots off early doors and chase him down and make him grab a few. There was a couple of spills. There was a couple of Lucas Flappy Hanskis from across. It was just not, he didn't fill me with any confidence whatsoever. And his defence will feel exactly that as well. So, yeah, definitely agree, Dave. Definitely agree. Get at him early. Should we take some questions? (laughs) We've got quite a lot of questions, actually. Have we? Uh, Yeah. Uh, I'll start on Twitter. Uh, This one's from Ben Barrett. Hello. Uh, My sister got me a Glover's Cast mug for my birthday. When does the full Glover's Cast merch range come out, please? So, first things first, cease and desist is heading to your sister for reproducing unofficial merchandise. Yeah, she will um, be receiving a letter from our legal team once I've written it. Nice, though. Yeah, even if even if it is illegal, it's nice. Yeah, illegally nice. Ooh. Is it dishwasher safe? Yes. Yeah. 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 Is it going to well, crumble to pieces like the mugs from our friends at the terrace? I hand wash mine with the care and attention that it deserves. But, um, uh, but do does you have it a dishwasher? Not, I do have a dishwasher, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, there's, there's only me living here, so I don't really ever generate oh, okay. enough wash, washing up to, my, to put in it. <laughs> my... Mine is now a pen pot on my desk at work because ah. it, yeah, it falls to me. The decal comes off, but okay. Well, to answer the question, all I would say is that a former foot in both camps, both oppositions camps, uh, a, a guest, both oppositions, both oppositions camps, yeah, uh, on Except this, why. um. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was trying to did did say to me the other day because uh, I don't know if you read in the Mundial edition. He was talking about the Bartosz Tarachowski, um t-shirts that they that he got a quick run of, and he was saying, "Let's do another one. Let's do some more." Yeah, that kind of cult hero stuff. I reckon would go down a treat. I'd buy. We need some capital. We need some capital behind us. Perhaps yeah. a capital Glover behind us. We'll... Yeah, yeah. Capital Glover <laughs> with capital. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Build it and they will come. Or print it and they will come. Let us know in the comments what merch you would buy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> not going to buy like a thousand mugs to live in my No, you just, you just have to like do no. one of them, like what are they called? Red bubble chops where you just tell them to do it and then they just print it and send it. You don't have to have like a stack of Fruit of the Loom t-shirts out the back, waiting to go. <laughs> I, want a, I want a stack of Fruit of the Loom t-shirts. I was going to say, and just thinking, damn, what am I going to do with all these Fruit of the Loom yeah. t-shirts I've got? A, a, a t-shirt for the next 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Debs Curtis, Tesco has produced an unwrapped for 2023. Here is the nation's most popular meal deal. Do you agree? A Tesco sausage, bacon, and egg triple, McCoy's flame grilled steak grab bag, and Coca Cola. The thing I noticed about that, first of all, is that it's a full sugar Coke. You can't tell yeah, me people are buying full sugar Cokes still. Oh, I'm not having that. Telling you that you can. I'm not having that. The data backs it up, Ben. 
I mm, <laughs> yeah, the sugary not, data backs it up. It's not an algorithm. Tesco's metrics, the the metrics that Tesco like yeah. tells you this. The Tesco metrics. We'll sort that out. It's it's a great crisp choice. I I would also I'd also question the sandwich. I'm not sure people are naturally going to the sausage, bacon, and egg triple. I think they're going to the to the chicken and bacon. Yeah. I I, just, I always go for a chicken and bacon what? layered salad, which has pasta as a, a, a salad at the bottom of it, and then it has chicken and bacon on top. That's what I, that that would be 100. That uh, a Coke Zero and a packet of the McCoys that I mentioned. That would be my three I mean, go to. Other than your own personal preference, Ben, what evidence do you have otherwise that contradicts Tesco's? Where's your data? <laughs> yeah. When Show I go... us the data. Shush. Um... I want the chicken and bacon data. <laughs> Ben's going to sit at Tesco tomorrow and tally everyone who picks up a chicken and bacon sandwich. <laughs> I want Ben dressed as a chicken and bacon sandwich just in the car. No. Okay. Oh, I'll have that one. That's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have nothing. I, I have yeah. I have nothing at this point. Just whispering, don't buy Coke. <laughs> <laughs> That's good advice, kids. <laughs> you get you, you hundred mils more if you buy a Pepsi Max. Mm. Okay. Uh, Callum Hallett says after Luke Little's final appearance last night, can you think of any Yeovil players who look much older than they actually were? How old was Ryan Dixon when he signed for us? He always looked fairly old, didn't he? Did he? Thirty-one. I was thought, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Was he when he signed for us? Okay, maybe I'll forgive him for that then. Um, one name that jumped into my head was Jake Edwards. Mm. He's probably get, get, getting into his thirties when he signed for us as well. I'd have thought. Uh, there was an account on the Twitter called like Aging Footballers or something, and I'm I mean, sure. I'm absolutely convinced that the YTFC Twitter at one point in its life went nuts for a very, very questionably aged Neil Marmon. Um, I, I surely, surely Paul Warren is in the conversation. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's he like he was about round. to retire, like from the moment we signed him, and then went on to run more miles than any other player in the team he played. It's like, yeah, we sure. I think was he about thirty-five when he signed for us. I'm sure he was old. He was, you know, well into his thirties when we had him. Yeah, he's in his thirties. Like, yeah, it was like he looked fitter than anyone else running down the wing, other than Nathan Jones, who was about forty when he was on the other side of the pitch. Yeah. yeah. Apart from uh, a, a little bit of uh, grey in his beard, Francois Zoko looked exactly the same. He looked. It didn't look any different from the day he signed for us. I don't think he was. Uh, he was identical. He's like a fine wine, that man. Mm. Um, I've just sent you both a picture of Neil Marmon at age uh, 24 on the WhatsApp. And what I'll do is I will reply to Callum's original tweet with the GCQ. I will quote tweet with a picture of that. That is oh the... my that, goodness. That... <laughs> that is bizarre. What is that hair all about? That's a that's that's yeah. a that's a 24-year-old man chilling out in Sweden. That is definitely... And also, not... Neil Marmon was a footballer. <laughs> this is uh, this is this is breaking news to me. I have to there say, but uh, yeah, there you go. That, that reads slightly like a rude word on his shirt as well. But okay, no, maybe it's just my mind. I don't know. I still theoretically. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, moving on. 
I will I will I will uh, put that on the socials. Jonathan Hooper uh says tactics with a sleepy emoji and Dylan Morgan. Do you think he is a JMD replacement? When JMD started earlier in the season, he played in a central role in a three behind the single forward. Low Everton then came on here against Taunton. Are we looking at more of a 4-2-3-1 formation now? Yes. Yeah, I yes, think, I think so. we are. That kind of changes into a 4-2-4. Yeah. Yep. And if you've I got... It just hurts by that number of numbers. I mean, if if you're really under the cost, it becomes a four-five-one quite easily. If Sonny if Sonny Blues in that one of those three places, he drops into middle of midfield. But yeah, I think it does. I think I don't think he's a direct JMD replacement. I think he's probably a a Jordan Young for the other side type thing, a Courtney Senior replacement. Uh, Dex Tyson, if you three were to cook a three-course Glover's Cast Christmas dinner. Who would cook each course and what would it be? Uh, also, for your Christmas dinner, you can invite... These should have been before Christmas, Dexter Tyson. Also, for your Christmas dinner, you can invite any Yeovil manager, ex-player and current player. Who would that be and why? Who 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 wants what course, lads? Either of you two any good with desserts? I am no good at desserts. Not making them. I can buy you a good dessert, shall I? Can I do that? Shop bought. I can make a cake, yeah. I make a decent. Um, yeah, this this could be controversial. I make a good coffee and walnut cake. Oh yes, yeah. What's controversial yes. about a coffee and walnut? Oh right, cake, okay. Dave. You know, Pete, I I I've suggested it to people and they've been repulsed by it. But I I'd love like a coffee now. and walnut cake. Yeah, I'd like okay. some right now. So okay, I mean, well I'll I make sometimes a have a bit of a. I sometimes have a bit of a reaction to walnuts, but I'll still okay. risk it. For yeah. a, a coffee and walnut cake, it's right. worth okay. worth the antihistamine. Oh, I I will make that and I will bring antihistamine for you. I won't put it in the cake. That would be strange. But um, so yeah. who's doing starter? I'm not afraid to do the whole bird. If you want to do the starter, Ian, I'm quite happy to do the bird. Not yeah, extras. what do you want for starter? Garlic bread. <laughs> Garlic bread. Straight. So, uh, I got some Heinz in the cupboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I've got an air fryer now, so anything anything that you want done in the air fryer, I'll do that. Uh, very nice. Right. And what was the second half of that question? Who are we? Uh, Yeovil manager, ex-player and current player that you have over for dinner. Graham Roberts, Howard Forrington. <laughs> um... <laughs> uh, no, uh, Mark Cooper, uh, uh, Rio Griffiths, uh, Matt Ogler. <laughs> 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 Then just leave the room. Um, who would you have? Which current, which current player would you have? I reckon Frank Newblade would be quite a good guest. I think he'd be. I think he'd be quite good fun. Had a Frank there. Um, he could keep order as well. I think he did the he refereed the the staff versus. What What are you expecting to happen around the Christmas dinner? Well, Today, Christmas, or, you know, where we need a referee. Him. Well, if I if Depends I was going to have invitees are yeah. I was gonna exactly if I was getting crackers. Yeah, if Graham Roberts is involved, there's guaranteed to be a fight. So that's that's um that's on uh, and so what? So okay, I'll have Graham Roberts just because you want to do the girly voice. Um, I'll have Frank Newblay, and what was the other one? An ex-player, Howard. Yeah, you know Howard Forrington, the the, the one true love of my life, obviously, but. 
I'm not sure he'd be. He's a bit Alan Shearer, if you know what I mean. Not actually that interesting, I don't think. Oh, he's listening to this. He's not. Both Alan Shearer <laughs> I, I, and I, Alan Shearer is listening to this. Well, Alan Shearer <laughs> knows he's boring anyway. Um, so who would you have as an ex-player? Who would be an interesting ex-player that you could uh, you could throw into that mix? I would have ex-player. I would. Gavin someone that's someone you'd either go a complete joker of the pack like yeah. Gavin or Kevin Gall or someone like that, or you'd have someone that's had a really interesting life. I wouldn't have Nathan Smith because I wouldn't want to make the vegan option. Mm. That seems yeah. like a whole extra bit of effort. Yeah. Um, although it would be interesting conversation. Um, uh, Lee Morris. Lee Morris was a good chat when you guys. He spoke was to him, a good chat. It? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a good chat. Eating some the the fourth, uh, as we discovered in the quiz, the fourth highest, most expensive teenager at the time they signed or something like that. I think I think I would go with um, I'd go down the jovial route, but I'd go for like someone, one of the like Kirk Jackson, Adam Lockwood, one of the northern lads. Okay, go for one of those for the ex player, um, current player. So they don't have to travel far. Yeah, basically, uh, current player. Um, um, Jake Wannell appreciates a good Sunday roast on he his Instagram. So I feel like he would appreciate the effort I've gone to with the with the meal. So I'm going to go Jake Wannell. Manager, that's an interesting one. I wouldn't want Chris Hargreaves because everything would be beige. He'd only eat turkey breast and turnips. <laughs> um. Gotta be Gary Johnson or or Russell Slade, for me of my era. It's gotta be Gary. There's more stories with Gary. I'm going Gary Skivo and Reese Murphy. Nice. Gary Skivo. Okay. Uh, John M. John Tosaurus. If you had a, t- if you had to make a team good enough to compete in the Premier League, consisting of current players who have played for Yeovil, oh jeez, who do you pick? <laughs> and do you think the team would be good enough to stay up? I think we might come back to this one because there's lots of questions on Facebook as well. Okay. But yeah. it's a that's a thinker. That's a thinker. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure it would be good enough to stay up. <laughs> no. I'm, uh, I'm um, but... Might be. Anyway, go on. Ask the Facebook ones. Over to Facebook. Uh, Ed Turnbull, how horrified is Ben to see the number 12 on Dylan Morgan's back in the announcement video? Mm, it's not ideal. We're going to need some squad number rejiggery in the summer. Dave, any views? None. I fell asleep at the question. I'll the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as boring as darts. I'm getting some hate tweets um, tomorrow. Clevo's going to be uh, on. Co- don't don't Colin argue Redmond. with the Gordon Raider. I tell you. Ah, <laughs> oh, he's coming for you, Dave. <laughs> the Gordon um, Raider, he's coming for you. Uh, Colin Redmond, with the news that Malachi Linton has joined Weymouth, he's asterisk that so well done uh, on loan. Will we see him again in a YTFC shirt? 
background, he joined us on a two-year deal as a 21-year-old from Wickham off the back of a successful loans at Kings Lynn Town, where he scored eight goals in 20 National League starts, but never found a regular spot with us. Good research, Colin. Great research, by the way, because I didn't think he was at Wickham. I thought he was actually Kings Lynn's player. Um, as you alluded to earlier, Ian, he's the most likeable, polite chap in the world. You you wish nothing but success for him, but I don't I don't know if he's going to come with us, which is really sad. Mm. Yeah, I don't think we'll see him again. Hmm. Uh, Chris Fletcher, with the lack of matches, I guess we can have a deep dive on Dylan Morgan. Mm. What should we expect from him, and how many millions was the undisclosed fee? Million watts. <laughs> what's it? Yeah. yeah. Million <laughs> grains of sand for their pitch, perhaps. But Sawdust. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we've discussed what we, we think he know. is, but we don't know really, do we, to be honest <laughs> with you? So uh, you need to ask a Taunton Town fan, I think, and we are aren't them. No. Uh, Hilton Mason says, are, are you resolution makers? Will... Uh, and are there any for YTFC and yourselves? I will aim to make my questions easier to understand. <laughs> he's done well there, isn't he? I think he's, he's yeah, <laughs> he's he's living like there's no 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 riddles in that one at all. But I am um, not a resolution maker because yeah. I just break them all the time when I've done yeah. them. So yeah, similar. And I don't I don't make them. If I was to I... suggest one for YTFC, it would be get promoted this season. That yeah. is. My resolution for the football club. I think they're probably on the same page. <laughs> I think so too. Um, ben, any resolutions? Are you a resolution maker? No, not really. I have things, same as anyone, I could do with being a stone lighter. I'd like to read a book. But I said this, you could probably go back and find last New Year's podcast. We probably had a question of the same. And I'm like, I'd like to read a proper book. I've got loads of books out on my shelf that have been given to me as gifts that I think would be really interesting. And then I, I, I haven't read any of them. So I've that, got a good one here you could read Behind the Green Door by Brendan Owen. I pro that's probably genuinely the last book I read. Oh, okay. Can't <laughs> was that, that published? That <laughs> <laughs> like like 2003 I mean, it, it, or something. <laughs> yeah, it was it was about the 2003 uh season, I think, wasn't it? Published 2004. There you go. Ben has there not read go. a book in 20 years. <laughs> Oh, by Gary, Gary Johnson, and, and he works for a bookmaker. What does that say? <laughs> <laughs> Definition is probably quite uh, um, different. Yeah, I think this one's been signed by Yemi Odabadi. <laughs> Get on eBay. Who you, hero you pay a fortune. You I'm pay sorry. A fortune for on. This on eBay, Ben. There is, there is, there is no need to continue the rest of this podcast. We need to find out <laughs> how and why. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, there's a note. This was my granddad's, and there's definitely a, there's a note inside that's got Yemi Odebade written on it, Dale <laughs> Williams, and Steve Reed. Wow, what a trio by... that is! Would you put them <laughs> in your also... ex-players that could win the Premier League? It that is team, also signed by Gary up. Johnson as well. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. I don't think Gary Johnson could make much of a team out of those three. To be honest with you, <laughs> one of these things is not like the other. Yeah. <laughs> Price. Yeah, you must have bumped into him somewhere to get uh, all those signatures. Right. Well, if 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 you can also add in the socials, book suggestions for Ben. Ben wants some book suggestions. I've got no. I've got loads. I just haven't read them. 
Well, get on, get on an audio book, mate. I, yeah. I listen to audio books all the time. You walk you? everywhere constantly. I, I, uh, I listen to an audio book. Yeah, they're quite good. You can you can get the uh, the sporting like biographies, autobiographies, and things like that read by the the person himself. There, I've I've read and listened to a few of those, so it can be quite good. Well, this one, Ben, Johan Cruyff, my yeah. turn. Nah, oh, clever. I like the title. Someone, yeah. some sub editor, somewhere got a massive pay rise that day. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Tim Hubble. What on earth did poor Malachi Linton do to be sentenced to Weymouth for the rest of the season? Good question. We don't know. Like we said in the tweet, <laughs> um, Agent Linton, you have one job. He needs to score three goals every week in four three losses. Yeah. That's all we want from you, Mel. Yeah. Yeah. I think people are forgetting that Will Dawes went to Weymouth last season. On loads I know, of... yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, Tony Fern, if we carry on this way, will it be a record point? Will it be record points when we win the league? What's the record points total? Can we remember that? Wasn't it Ebbsfleet from last year? Didn't they do it? Oh, I'm not sure. How many did they get last year? 109. Oh, okay. That's got to be close, isn't it? Well, the numbers say we're on for 100, so right. we would fall just shy. We probably need to, we'd need to put together another yeah. big old run, I think, wouldn't we? Yeah. But well, yes, we will. Three points, mostly. Oh, yeah, okay. hundred and three points, uh, which was uh, Newport County in two thousand and nine, ten, and Evsfleet in two thousand and two, uh, twenty two, twenty three, hmm. according to Wikipedia, which is obviously never wrong. So, right here's a question, uh, Ryan Croucher: Would you rather have stayed in League One, not gone up? And not gone down, still with Fry in charge, basically things exactly how they were the season before we got promoted and lived with League One mediocrity. Or would you rather have gone to the championship and then free fallen through the leagues, but now we have new ownership and start on the journey again? I don't want anything to take that championship season away from us or the promotion season. It took a it's taken an awful lot off of us off the back of it, yeah. But God, that was good fun. <laughs> that was such good fun. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree, but I will disagree. Okay, I'm fine. gonna. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would say the thing I always thought about John Fry, and, and let's say it, 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 it was more Norman Hayward that owned the club than John Fry, wasn't it? Uh, neither of them, to my knowledge, had the secret to eternal youth, and therefore, if we were a League One team in, um, in yeah, in, in that division, and we were we'd been had that level of stability. I think we would be a very saleable asset, and like I say, I'm not sure octogenarians and uh, football club ownership uh, work particularly well. So I would say that we would be very attractive if we were a stable League One club. Which, if we'd been there that long, we would have been, uh, and therefore you could have been taken over by by someone and not had to say i i completely agree with you championship was brilliant the promotion season was brilliant and that's what we talk about when we talk about good things don't we but also how bad was the 10 years um 
that <laughs> that followed it right up in in until now um i was talking to uh or messaging with uh lane copland who anyone remembers did the photography for the western gazette um and he was saying how it reminded him of the the games he used to go in the the 90s when going to London with John Lukins and doing photography there now and I said yeah what we've done is we've fallen so far that we have actually hit the bottom and now we are bouncing back up again and don't get me wrong it's brilliant this season I love it Um, but I think that if we'd have been a stable League One club like um, I'm trying to think of one now. I was going to say Exeter, but they're not really a stable League One club, are they? But uh, but you look at someone like that. Like, I always think of Burton Albion. I mean, I remember Burton Albion when we were playing them in the in the, in the conference. And you look at them now; hmm. they've been they're in League One, aren't they? Yeah, they've been a stable League One. club. And they went up to the Championship as well yeah, and didn't and totally spent crumble a long afterwards. Time there. Yeah, yeah. So you could see, uh, I could. I think if we had been a stable League One club, I mean, League One was pretty good. We had some great players um, when we were in League One, you know, the likes of Sean McDonald and Chris Cohen and all those kind of players. Andre McCollin and yes, Chris Craig, Craig Calver. Uh, Gavin Tomlin. Yeah, you know, you name Rogers. Yeah, they're real greats here, aren't we? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, personally, I would I would disagree with Ben, but I would also agree with him. And we really? wouldn't have it any other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you saying? Oh, football league. I think, yeah, I, I. Championship season was amazing, and going up was amazing. But you know, up until the summer of this uh, of last year, summer of twenty twenty three, once the takeover went through, it was pretty horrific being the over town support. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and for some reason, I we decided to start doing a podcast twice a week to talk about it. Um, all but, your fault. Yeah, but the but again, when you look at what the journey we're on now, and this season has been fun, and it is like really enjoyable um, just to see us winning again. Uh, to yeah, see, it's... to see the town interested in its football club again. Yeah, yeah, and I'd like. Boxing Day was brilliant to yeah. be in a screw fix stand that was full. Like amazing. <laughs> I haven't haven't seen that for so long. So yes, it's it's that was a good question from Ryan because it's very difficult to not want what we've got now because of us winning and that winning mentality. But at the same time, being in League One was League One mediocrity wouldn't be very mediocre, <laughs> yeah. would it? I don't think. Yeah. No. No. And even then, it felt like we were punching above our weight oh, God, to yeah, be yeah. <laughs> like in the middle of League One, really. But yeah. yeah. Cool. That's your lot. Okay. We need to do that team thing from the other. Oh, this means Ritter. you thought of one of it. Well, I've been scribbling whilst you've been chatting, and I've okay. tried to find oh, okay. the 11 players gonna... who are highest based. In football, have still, actual, have you actually got an actual eleven? I have. I am struggling in midfield, but I have seven million goalkeepers and defenders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, take your pick with the goalkeeper. It's Begovic, Hennessy, McCarthy combo. Um, I'm going with the back five of Connor Roberts, oh. who is in the Premier League. 
Gabby Osho is in the Premier League. Uh, Shane Duffy was recently. I've gone with Bevis Mugabe because he's SPL. And I figured that's okay. And Dan Byrne, obviously. Midfield is where I'm struggling. I've got Andros Townsend Senior. Um, I've had to go Joe Rawls from Cardiff, which is asking a lot for him to step up. And I've had to put Luke Ayling in there because I haven't got any other midfielders. Super, super gav, super, super gav. He played in the Premier League. He's not currently playing, though. Well, Oh, does it have to be currently playing? Is that, is that Begovic currently playing? Who's he playing for? QPR. Five live. QPR mm-hmm. in the Premier League. No, I know, but neither is Cardiff and Joe Rawls. So I've, the question was... <laughs> okay. And now there's Luke Can they step up? Yeah, can they step up? Um, But it was. And then in up front, it's Kiefer Moore and John O'Beaker, who's in uh, SPL. (laughs) So we're going to Scottish Premier League now, are we? So, no, we won't stay up. Defensively, (laughs) we definitely won't stay up. There's not enough goals there. (laughs) But I'm not sure who's scoring us a. Who's our twenty goal a season striker? Unless I've missed any in the three and a half minutes I've had to scramble an answer together. Um, it's a good question. There's probably more obvious answers, uh, but no, we're not staying up. Yeah. What well, I'm bad. Thanks, I was going to say we'll do that on Sunday, but we don't. Have oh, sorry. That. There you go. That's all right. No, that's good. That saves me thinking about it. <laughs> right. On to Bath City and the Somerset Derby. There, I said it. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Six minutes gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from 